What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Lowrown CJ Show Friday edition. I'm your host, Lowrown Antonio. So CJ is with me to talk about some NBA and NFL news, but more importantly, recapping the entire NBA final. So CJ, how's it going today, man? Hey, Alonzo, uh, what's good? What's going on, bro? How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Lot to talk about. Lots to talk about today and lots to cover. So let's first today lead things off for our Friday. Let's start off with uh, talking about uh, the NBA Finals Game 6. So lots yes. to discuss here. So let's start with the Raptors first. So we thought we were going to see a Game 7, but it ultimately ended up not happening because we have a game. We The Raptors just closed it out on the final game at Oracle Arena, which I thought that was pretty shocking for those fans at, at Oracle Arena yesterday for the Warriors side, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's uh, definitely sad for it to be the last game at the Oracle, but, uh, uh, and then on the, on the flip side, I mean, you know, five straight finals, five straight finals there. So, I mean, it's probably, it's probably bittersweet for them. I'm sure they want to extend the series and, you know, take it to a game seven uh, back at the Scotiabank Arena. But, uh, yeah, t- yeah, credit to Toronto again. I think five, uh, four or five guys scored over 20 in that matchup. Siakam, uh, Fred, uh, Kawhi, and, and Kyle Lowry stepped up big, especially um, in the first quarter to set the tone in game six. Uh, you know, and I, it, looked like, it looked like Golden State really started to get some momentum up three on the fast break, and then Clay goes down. Unfortunately, tears the ACL, man. Prayers up to, to Clay. Tough, tough for, for him and KD as well. We didn't get to talk about – I don't think we talked about that. I mean, I don't think – I think we probably missed that a little bit. Um, prayers up to both of those guys. Uh, really extremely tough uh, that they went down towards the end of the year. Now they're going to miss the entire next season. It's, I mean, we're, we're losing two of the best 15 players in the NBA. Uh, extremely tough. But, uh, again, credit credit to Toronto. I mean, they went on the road 4-0 against, against Golden State this year, if you count the regular season matchup. So, I mean, they, they, they came out. They balled out. They earned, they earned this championship. You know, people try to discredit, people try to bring up the injuries. And, and of course, those type of things happen. I mean, throughout the Warriors run, they've been very fortunate. Some for their, some of those opposing teams that they went up against, uh, they, they were plagued by injuries. So it's just uh, it's just the way that it's just the way the cookie crumbles. But uh, credit to Toronto. Yeah, credit to the Toronto Raptors. I think they played they played very well in this series, to be honest. But I thought, Absolutely. I thought they were going to close it out at home, but they ended up closing it out on the road. But to be honest, Clutch. I think I think that the Raptors in this series overall were the better team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you, if you consider the, um, the, the injuries and things of that nature, um, I think even, even if, even if I feel like if, if Clay with the Splash Brothers plus Draymond uh, going up against that Raptor team, it's, it's a phenomenal series. I think, I think it would have went seven, uh, especially looking at the, the, the way the game was going before Clay got hurt. Um, I think you know that would have been phenomenal. If you, when you know when, when you always add KD, obviously it, it changes things. But uh, that you know that you know that was huge. But again, yeah, I mean Toronto they played great defense and also credit to Nick Nurse as well. Credit to Nick Nurse as well. He got a lot of I'm pretty sure it was a lot of pressure on him. You know the Toronto Raptors they fired the coach of the year last year, um, and you know they pretty much Masai Ujiri and, and, and the Raptors front office they put their trust in Nick Nurse, a former G League uh, G League head coach of the year, now has an NBA Finals championship. So. Uh, I mean, his, he's, he did a phenomenal job coaching different defensive sets and things of that nature to try to, uh, you know, make it difficult for Golden State. Um, and, 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 you know, and credit to them. Credit to them. They, they did a great job and they definitely earned this ring, no doubt. Oh, no doubt. No question about that. Um, so now that being said, um, 
let's talk about let's talk about for the Warriors side. So they have questions this offseason. So I expect mm. the Warriors to re-sign Clay Thompson for sure. And also yes. keep uh, Kevin Durant too. But Boogie Cousins is a maybe. Yeah, uh, well, uh, Woj, well, Woj reported, and also my guy, uh, shout out to my guy, Maxim League Alerts. Uh, he, he reported as well that uh, uh, Michael Thompson, Clay, uh, former Laker great, um, is his father. His father said that Clay is definitely going to resign with the league. So, yeah, they're going to give him the max, the five year, 191. And then for KD, I don't know. I think it's a little bit different. You obviously want to keep Clay because he's one of the guys that helped build, build the. Uh, the, the dynasty run there, him, him and Steph and Draymond. So that's very important to keep that core intact. But for KD, you know, he was a guy that, that was an addition. So uh, I, I'm not sure if he, I'm not sure if he'll stay. Uh, Joe Lacob, you know, uh, said that, you know, they could be willing to get both of them the max um, because they're going into a new arena. So they'll have, they'll have the, the amount of money to keep that, to keep, to keep the, keep all of them together um, despite being over the luxury tax, by I think about uh, over 300 mil. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure with KD. Personally, I hope KD leaves to kind of change the, the, the parity of the mm-hmm. NBA, even e- even with him leaving next year. I mean, even with him being hurt uh, next year, I think, when, you know, when he comes back, that's, I mean, uh, the storylines would be amazing for his comeback and, and for him to start a new journey and, uh, you know, trying to build a winning culture elsewhere. Uh, I think, I think for, in my opinion, despite him getting hurt, it, it's, it was terrible that he got hurt. I think, I think it's time. Uh, he learned how to win. He, he, built, he built the championship identity and a mindset. Um, and now I think it's time to go to another team and try to build that team up and, uh, and, and have them hopefully reach, reach, reach heights similar to height, like we saw Kawhi do, do in Toronto just now. Absolutely. But I, here's what I think. I think for sure Clay Thompson's going to remain a warrior. That's for sure. Yes. Yes, for sure. So Clay Thompson's not going anywhere. No doubt. No, it doesn't. I mean, it's just like, it's just, it just sounds crazy to, to dismantle the Splash Brothers. I mean, they've, they pretty much, you know, changed – changed the, the NBA over the past, you know, five, six years with, with the three-point shot and how, how well they shoot it. So I just I – just, I, I don't see the Warriors ever splitting those guys up. I think they're retired Warriors. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, um, on Tuesday, you and I will be releasing our 2019 NBA mock draft, but I have a couple Ooh. traits that, that, will, that I've thrown in there on draft day, you know? Nah. Nice, nice. Looking forward to that. I know uh, when we did the NFL draft, you threw a couple of trades in there, and uh, and it was it was good. It was good. Ready for that on Tuesday. So on Tuesday, we'll be talking about the NBA draft and all that. Looking forward to that on Tuesday. So with that being said, uh, let's. So let's. What was your take on Kawhi Leonard being the MVP of the NBA Finals? I thought my pick was Kyle Lowry. If not Lowry, then Pascal Siakam. Yeah, those are, those are good picks, and I think both of those guys really contributed well throughout the playoffs. But, I mean, you look at – I think both of those guys were able to, to get those type of points because the teams were respecting and doubling and triple-teaming Kawhi. So, I think uh, it's just a credit to his greatness and for him to still be able to, you know, to average what he did. I think he, he, led, he led the finals in points, rebounds, and I think he was second in assists so, uh, for his team. And, uh, obviously, he's, he's their best perimeter defensive player. Uh, you know, he's just, he's just a beast, man. doesn't say much. You know, his actions speak louder than his words, clearly. Uh, but, you, you know, you saw the emotion last night when, you know, when the confetti came down, he was holding the trophy, they were holding that Larry OB. So, uh, you know, I, I respect Kawhi a lot. I think a lot of people, try, like a lot of people try to give him flack, try to say he quit on the team. I think that was, a, I think that's the, that's the worst thing you could say about a player in sports that he quit on his team. And um, I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why that narrative was pushed. Um, in my opinion, I feel like since he doesn't really say much, I think it was easy for the media to try to, to try to bully him in that sense. But uh, he proved everybody wrong. Uh, and, you know, he put the work in. And uh, he's, he's a champion, champion again. 
uh, you know, I think he's, he's what the third player to have, you know, have finals MVPs with two different teams, uh, Kareem and LeBron. That's elite company. So uh, salute to Kawhi. Uh, wait, wait, where do you think he's going to go next year? Do you think he goes to LA, one of these LA teams, or do you think he stays in Toronto? I think Kawhi Leonard will remain a Toronto Raptor because he likes it there. I told you. I think he's found right. a home in Toronto, you know? And I think the, te- the guy to build around for the Raptors in the future is Pascal Siakam. Man, he's a he's a beast. He's a beast, and uh, you know, and you kind of, you kind of questioned Dwayne Casey a little bit. You know, he was playing last year. He was you know he was on the team last year and really didn't get a lot of playing time. So I think I think that might have been another reason why they might have uh, you know wanted to pull the plug on Dwayne Casey. You know, he didn't really develop those young guys. Nick Nurse gave gave Pascal the green light, and uh, he's going to win Most Improved. I think it was between him and D'Lo, but I think now obviously with him being a champion, it's a clear cut clear cut winner for being Most Improved. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's great. You know, when he, you don't even talk about OG Ananobi, he went out with uh, – he, he got injured with, um, I think, a, a abdomen, abdomen uh, injury. So, we didn't even get to see him play in this series. I think he's, he's a really good player yeah, as well. he's still going to get so, a know, Yeah, for sure. No doubt. No doubt. And I, I think he's, he's, he's a hell of a player as well. And I think, uh, you know, if, if Kawhi stays, you have three of those guys. Or three of those guys are forwards. Uh, that's – that's 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 great. That's great. I mean, you could probably you could probably slide OG to the shooting guard position. I think he's he's developed to a, a pretty good shooter. So um, I like that core. I think uh, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, people are saying um, Chris Carter said uh, who's who's uh, who's who ha- who's really close with Kawhi and the people around Kawhi. He's, he, his opinion, he says that he says that he goes to the Clippers. But but things change. Things change for me. I, I, I agree with you. I like I like him staying in Toronto. The path to the championship is a lot easier than it would be in the Western Conference, even despite, uh, you know, the Golden State kind of, you know, kind of being injured now. But I think uh, he should stay in the he should stay in the East to take over the East. Uh, Giannis and Embiid are still really young. And, you know, he has all the experience. And why not Why not try to have some continued success in Toronto? I agree, bro. Oh, absolutely. So now let's talk about next. Uh, let's talk about some Lakers stuff. So I think the Lakers, in my opinion, I predicted that they are going to trade the number four pick. And if they don't, right. I could see them using that pick on R.J. Barrett because I like Cam Reddish, but I, I – I, I think Cam Reddish would be a real. I think uh, Cam Reddish would be an option for the Lakers at four if he, if the Laker if he's still available. But I also have Jared Culliver on there. But I, in the end, I ultimately have Cam Reddish being a member of the Chicago Bulls. Very possible. Very possible. He could definitely. He could definitely slide down there to seven. Uh, I I, th- I think you guys get Anthony Davis. I think you guys get Anthony Davis, and I think. Again, but you know, with Golden State not, you know, not being what they are, in my opinion, in my opinion, if you pair up LeBron and AD, I mean, you, you, that's that's the best team in the Western Conference. And you know, you know, people could say, you know, it's it's too early to say, but I, I, I we've seen LeBron play with an, we've seen LeBron play with another great player. It's a, it's a championship. So I'm just going off that. So I think, and obviously AD is a special player. This is the first time LeBron be playing with a with a such a gifted big man like that. That'd be very interesting to watch. Um, so it'd be kind of like a, like a magic Kareem feel. I don't want to compare, I don't want to compare AD to Kareem, but just kind of that, that pairing is, is very similar. And, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see any team in the rest of the conference stopping LeBron and Anthony Davis on the same team. You look at the Rockets, I don't see Harden, Harden, Harden and CP3, they can't guard those guys. Uh, the Nuggets are too, are still young. Uh, the same thing for, same thing for the, for the Portland Trailblazers. I don't see any of those guys guarding LeBron or Anthony Davis. So, I mean, I think with that fourth pick, I think you guys use that pick to uh, to, to get to get AD and uh, you know people try to, you know and people are saying 
uh, you know, you guys are losing a lot of assets, which is true. You know, you're losing, you're losing Zoe, Kuz, potentially Zoe, Kuz, my Ingram. But I, I look at it this way. You know, AD's 27. LeBron retires in three years. AD will be 30. You can still build it. You can still build your. You can still build your team around Anthony Davis. He's still a, he's tra- he's a transcendent type player. And the lo- it's LA, and players are going to want to go play with him, especially if he has a championship. So um, I think that's that's the that's the best side to look at it. And um, yeah, I think I think that I think that four pick is a is a is a is a, is a Pelican pick for sure, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I, you think got, I think you guys get AD. Because I'll tell you on th- Tuesday on my mock draft, I have the I have Pelicans right. with their first with the number one overall pick, they get Zion, and then with the number four overall pick from the Lakers, they get our the Pelicans get R.J. Barrett. So that two Duke guys yeah, that, join the Pelicans. That would be fun. That would be fun to watch. We'll see what the Knicks do. I think the Knicks are really high on, on R.J. as well. They might take him at three. I have uh, just getting, so just so I have R.J. The Knicks getting uh, DeAndre Hunter. Mm, yeah, I mean it's. I, I, I like Hunter a lot. I like Hunter a lot. He played, he played very well in the, in the national tournament game and, and helped Virginia win a championship. I just think, I just think the Knicks are, I just think RJ would probably be a, a better fit for, for him. And you know, we, saw, we saw RJ come out and say he wants to be a Nick. He's, uh, he didn't work out with any other team, uh, have a private workout with any other team. So I, I, think, I think it's a lock. I think they, I think they take RJ. I mean, and, but if, I, I like DeAndre Hunter on, at four. If the Lakers, you know, if you guys don't trade him, I like, I like DeAndre Hunter at four as well. I think that's Lakers a very good spot. Shooters, uh, I'll tell and, you that. Yeah, they do. They do. And, you know, even if they were to trade, even if they were to trade DeAndre, um, if they were to trade that fourth pick, uh, I like Zion and DeAndre Hunter together. I think they'd be a formidable two-way uh, front court. Uh, they'd be formidable in, in the front court. And uh, it'd be, definitely be fun to watch with uh, Alvin Gentry having those guys run up and down. So Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, um, we'll talk about more NBA draft stuff on Tuesday. So, so of course, a lot yes. of stuff to talk about on the football side of things. So let's get to that. So, before we before we talk about some good stuff, uh, we want to tell everybody here that last night the Denver Broncos were saddened of the loss of their owner Pat Bolin, who passed away last night of complications of Alzheimer's disease. And our thoughts and prayers go out to his wife Annabelle, his children, and we know that from what I heard that Pat Bolin's daughter Brittany, I think will be the new owner of the Denver Broncos now that Pat, that Mr. B passed away, from what I've heard. Yeah, man, um, tough loss. I've definitely been hearing reports, you know, over the past couple of years that he was sick. Um, you know, prayers up to the family, prayers up to everybody in the Broncos uh, organization. And uh, tough loss. And uh, just praying, just keeping them in, the, in my prayers for sure. So, so what we know now is that uh, Brittany Bolin, so the Broncos, according to Ian Rappaport, the Broncos already have picked a successor to become the next owner of the Denver Broncos, and that's Brittany Bolin, the uh, 29-year-old daughter of Pat Bolin, will now be the owner wow. of the Denver Broncos. But from what I've heard is that Brittany Bolin is going to be groomed in slowly, which it's not going to be right away. It's not going to be for several years until she has full ownership control from, from right. But for now, Brittany Bolin will be a part of the Denver Broncos organization because it's under the Pat Bolin family trust. But Joe Ellis right. will still have will still oversee the team's operation since he's the CEO of the team. Yeah, no, yeah exactly. That makes the most sense to kind of you know ease her into into that role. It's, it's, a, it's a tough role being the owner of an NFL franchise. So I think that's the best move. And uh, you know, twenty twenty nine. I mean, that's that's very impressive. You know, a twenty nine year old owner. A lot of people can't say that. So. 
I think um, I think yeah, they're gonna you know they're gonna groom her into the. It'd be really good to see a see a female owner uh, in charge of, a, of an NFL team. It's pretty dope. That is awesome. I I like that now because for now uh, Joe Ellis will be will be uh, overseeing the right. the day to day operations because right now Joe Ellis is is the guy is the CEO, but he's also he's st- he's one of the owners of the team. Joe Ellis. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, again, yeah, I, you should, you know, exactly. You want to keep a guy that's, that's still experienced. So uh, I, I definitely understand the move. It makes the most sense. But you now know that Brittany Bolin will now be the new owner of the Denver Broncos because on yes. the, on the yeah. document on Mr. Bolin's uh, paperwork, it said that one of his kids will be the Broncos owner after his death, which, mm. which I know that Annabelle, his wife does stuff for the Denver Broncos. But she's not the owner, to be honest. She's just she's just part. She's a part owner. Like I think she owns okay. part of the team. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's great. I think that's great that um you know he he left that in the document. You know le- left his kids uh you know an NFL franchise. Like that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So so that being said, we have to talk about this because that happened lo- overnight last night, according to a team spokesman about yes. Mr. B. Yes, yeah, prayers up again, definitely prayers up to the family and everybody. Yeah, who's affected by it, but I'm sure Absolutely. the Denver Broncos will be wearing a uh, m- commemorative patch on their jerseys that says PB on it, or this no doubt. for Pat. No doubt, no doubt, definitely, definitely. You know what I mean, because I think they should, I think the Broncos should wear a patch on their jerseys, because you know how Pat Bowen said when the Broncos won their first Super Bowl in franchise history? Like this one's for John. Packers, when he said yeah. this one's for John, I think right. I think the Pat should say this one's for Pat. Yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. That's and pretty then, cool, then, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll be on T-shirts. The year he died. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there. Um, they're, you know, it'll it'll be a patch, and I'll definitely you know have T-shirts and things like that. That's it's it's a special. You know, it's, it's, it's it sad. should say PB on it. It should say this one's for Pat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a nice touch. That's very clever, bro. With I think. His, um, uh, with his uh, picture on it, because John Elway got that motto. Yeah, for because sure. You know how for Pat sure. said this one's for John? He said this Yeah, one. yeah. Because when the Broncos won the Super Bowl in 2015, that's when John Elway said this one's for Pat. Right, yeah, yeah, this one's for Pat, yeah. And then and when, um, when, John, when John won his first Super Bowl in, um, in the late 90s, yeah, uh, Pat Bowen said this one's for Pat. Yeah, that's, that's, an, that's an iconic quote, iconic quote. Definitely remember that. Uh, it's, yeah, special special moment for the Broncos, and uh, I'm pretty sure they're gonna play they're gonna play some inspired ball this year, especially in, in a very tough AFC West. We're gonna talk about one of these AFC West teams uh, in a little bit. Yeah, in a little bit we will. So now that being said, uh, now the next thing we're going to talk about now is what I don't know if we talked about this on Tuesday, but did you tell me what your reaction is to Joe Douglas as the new general manager of the uh, of the New York Jets? Yeah, I thought it was an excellent pickup. You know, Joe Douglas has uh, one. He has great rapport with Adam Gase. They have a, a very, very. So that's very key. You want to make sure your GM and your head coach are are, uh, are locked in and make sure have have a have the right path and the right direction. Um, that 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 only helps the success of the team going down into the roster and, and forming the type of identity you want going forward. And uh, yeah, you know, he's obviously coming coming from Philadelphia. Philadelphia's you know drafted extremely well. They've done a great job of picking up some guys, and getting getting some key guys in there. To uh, to add to add to that re- that really good team, so uh, I think you know now now you bring a guy like that, a mind like that to the Jets. I think uh, again, it, it, you know, it helps them tremendously, and and them trying to 
to uh, compete compete with New England in the AFC East and and and, you know, and even beyond that and to get in the play getting back into the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. So now that being so now that being said, for for that, I want to get your take next. Is so, what were your thoughts on the Carson Wentz extension, and also yeah. the uh, Thomas David, the Gerald McCoy signing to the Panthers, and then what was your mm-hmm. thoughts on what was your thoughts on Kyle Rudolph getting a contract extension as well? So, looks like that. What what tells me is that uh, I think Gerald McCoy wants revenge on the Bucks. And then it tells me that the Eagles are committed to Carson Wentz going forward. And then for the Vikings, I think they are committed to Kyle Rudolph in the long run. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll just go. To, I'll go Wentz first since you uh, since you brought him up first. I think it was it was a, it was a key, key key extension. Obviously, I mean he's your guy, and um, you you locking up for four years, 128 mil. It also it also shows the rest of the team like this is our guy. This is our guy going forward. Uh, Carson Carson's a great quarterback. Before before he tore his ACL, he was the clear cut favorite to win MVP, uh, and you know did, he did he did you know the bulk the bulk of the work in order to in order for them to get to that Super Bowl. Obviously, Nick Foles you know won the playoff games, but in order for them to get there, they don't get there without Carson. So uh, that's very key. And uh, you know, Jerry McCoy, yeah, you know, I thought he I thought he'd probably go to Cleveland or something like that, but I, I definitely understand why he'd want to go to uh, Tampa Bay to try to stick it to, try to stick it to them and see them twice a year. I think those are going to be some really good match some great matchups. Um, next year, going those 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 two games are going to be really good, um, and then and then for yeah for Kyle Rudolph yeah it was a lot of talks about him uh, getting traded a lot of talks about him getting traded to the Patriots since we lost Brock, but uh, you know you know I'm happy you know I'm happy that that you know he, he signed the extension there and, and also a lot of people thought that they were going to trade him because they drafted Irv Smith Jr. out of Alabama so they thought they were going to move on from him but I, I'm, I guess it looks like they're going to do some kind of some type of dual tight end set. Uh, again, you know that I mean Minnesota's offense looks really good right now. It's no excuses for Kirk Cousins. Again, uh, has a lot of weapons at his disposal. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, uh, so with that being said, uh, the next thing we'll talk about before we talk about the one of the two of the LA teams that we're going to preview today. What's in store for them in 2019? For the Patriots, yes. we they initially they traded for Michael Roberts from the Detroit Lions. But he failed the physical, and he's not with the team. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's pretty unfortunate. It's pretty unfortunate. Um, you know, you definitely, you know, you definitely want to, you know, pass the physical, especially during this time. Or you know, mini camp, training camp starting to come up in a couple of weeks. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know the. It's you know, it's it's unfortunate, but you know, we'll see what happens. You know, you know, you know us, man. You know, Belichick. You know, he's like a chameleon. Man. He always adjusts depending on the scenario. And uh, if they find another guy in there that they think is a good fit. I think they'll definitely try to uh, make a run for it. All right, so let's talk about the Patriots. Let's play. Let's have it. Let's. This is our question today for the Patriots. So, who's gonna rush for more yards this year, Sony Michelle or James White? Ooh, that's, yeah, ooh, that's a good question. That's a great question. Actually. Oh, I got to go with my guy, Sonny. Uh, man, he, to me, man, he's, uh, he's a special player. He's a special player. And, and one, one, I like his character. I like, I like James White's character, too. Obviously, James White is, man, he's, he's, he's special as well. No, no doubt. Yeah, they're both special, special, in my yeah. opinion. But I'm, I'm going to go with Michelle. He's the, he's the bigger back. Um, um, and I, I, think, I think now – I think now he's, you know, you know how, how he played in the postseason. He had six touchdowns in the postseason. Phenomenal. Um, he, he's, our, he's our bell cow. And I think, uh, I think, you know, I think White, Harris, and, and if, if we keep Burkhead, I think those guys will be kind of the change of pace backs. But I think uh, – I definitely think Sonny Michelle will rush for more yards. 
I think Rex Burkhead's going to be left off the roster because I yeah. think Damian Harris is going to make the team. And you obviously have Baron Brandon Bolden back for sure. So no, no more. Uh, I think the Patriots will no longer have Rex Burkhead. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree as well. I mean, again, salute to Rex. Has some, you know, special, you know, scored a touchdown in the AFC Conference Championship game. Uh, you know, played played well. That uh, the Super Bowl to try to ice the game and run out the clock. So, uh, salute to him. You know, he's a champion. You can't take that away from him. A lot of people counted him out during his days in um, Cincinnati when he was a Bengal. And uh, you know, Mitch came to New England, did his job, and you know, exactly, he's, he's a champion now. You can't take that away. He has, has some big time plays, some key runs for us, key key catches in key certain situations. But uh, I think I think I uh, like you said, I, I like Damian Harris. He's a he's a he's a saving guy, and um, I think he's going to do great things for us. My pick for who I think will rush for more yards this year in the Patriots. I love James White. Let me tell you, he's going to, I think, he's going to probably one of the team leaders in receptions. And I think he's going to yes. rush for for some yards too. But who I think is going to be rushing for more yards in the Patriots this year, is, I'm, I'm with you on Sony Michelle Because although he had a, a, a knee procedure just this week, I yes. think that this knee procedure is going to help him run fast. Yes. And I think – He'll wear a knee brace on his knee brace, which I'm guessing. But I think that so- I think Sony Michelle is going to grow this year. I think that I think he's going to take off this year. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to. I think he's going to take off too. I think that I think the direction of the Patriots right now, as Brady starts to get older, is for us to be more of a physical team. Look at our wide receivers, very physical wide receivers. Even Edelman, even though he's small, he's still extremely physical. And uh, I like you know we got Nikhil Harry in the first round, extremely physical wide receiver. Uh, Josh Gordon when he comes back, big body receiver. So, uh, so yeah, I think I think we're gonna run the ball, kind of kind of smack teams in the mouth. I love our O line, uh, you know. Obviously, uh, we have a you know, in my opinion, the greatest offensive line coach of all time, and Dante Scarnecchia. So, uh, I think I think we're gonna get back to kind of the early two thousand Patriots when we start to run the ball, give the ball to Corey Dillon, uh, give him the rock, and, you know, and let you know. And of course, you know, the mind of Brady now in twenty nineteen as opposed to two thousand is, is night and day. So, um, I think I think we're I think we're still in that phenomenal spot. You know, a lot of people still count us out in terms of our weapons. They do that every single year. Um, we always find a way. The Patriots always find a way, but I think the Patriots, you know, are a, are a pass-first team. They pass the ball first. I think Tom Brady's going to throw the football first on the first play of the game to Julian Edelman, and Julian Edelman will run out of bounds, and then you get the ball <laughs> to Sony Michelle. Yeah, I think you know, for us, it's just—I mean, we don't—and that's—and that's—and that's the great—that's—that's that's the thing I like about New England. We don't—it's no—we're—we're we're not a. There's no, we don't have a label. We really don't have a label. We really just play depending on who our opponent is. And um, I think, you know, and when you have a, when you have a guy like Belichick and you have a guy like Brady um, who's selfless, he doesn't really, he doesn't care about, he doesn't care about passing for 55 touchdowns a season. He just cares about getting a W. So uh, I think, you know, when you have, when you have a guy, when you have a quarterback like that, 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 that doesn't care about the stats and just cares about getting the W, you know, he's, he's willing to defer and give, and, and run, give the ball to Sonny Michelle, James White, Damian Harris. And so uh, I think, I think we're, we're multifaceted. I, I love the direction of the team. I, I like the physicality, especially when, you know, you look at other teams and more finesse. They don't really have that physical, that more than that physical nature. And, um, and our defense is physical as well. Getting Jamie Collins back. I like our linebackers. And, I like, um, uh, you know, we, we've, talked, we've been high on uh, Dedrick Wise and Derek Rivers, and we hope that, you know, they're going to co- uh, contribute in our defensive line with Trey Flowers being out. So I like our, I like our identity a lot. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for next year. I have also a message for Redskins Nation right now because a developing story that we're going to talk about next is what Jay Gruden said about Dwayne Haskins. He says, he says that Dwayne Haskins deserves a shot to start, and I'm going to go beyond what I'm going to say here. 
that the Redskins got it right with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Um, you know, obviously, you know, everything's, you know, of course, all the players are in shorts right now. So, um, you know, once, you know, once they get in pads, they really see. But, uh, you know, for him to for him to already come out and say, uh, you know, he deserves a shot. They've obviously seen some things that we haven't seen in practice and, and on film that, that they have. They have a very high hopes that he could be he could be their franchise quarterback right away. And uh, and I mean, I mean, I feel like, you know, he, sh- he should be able to beat out Case Keenum. And uh, I think is Colt McCoy still there. Yeah, McCoy's still there, but expect uh, Dwayne so, yes. to be the. I think. Uh, so yeah, I see. I see him beating. I see him beating out both of those guys easily. And um, I think. I think the team is. I mean, you, you don't draft him that high for him. I mean, obviously the Giants. The Giants. They have. They have a different. They have a diff, They have different ideas with their team. But I think the Redskins. You know, I think they were very fortunate for him to slide to seventeen. And uh, in my opinion, they got a steal. And I think he's he's going to be really good. He's going to. He's wearing number seven and wearing Joe Theismann's number. So uh, hopefully he could carry on that that Redskins legacy. I think he will. I think I think yes. I th- I like we talked about in previous episodes that I expect two rookie quarterbacks starting, Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins, and I expect both of them to have outstanding rookie seasons. Outstanding, outstanding, especially Kyler, <laughs> especially Kyler. And I think, and the reason why I six think- foot three, two hundred thirty-one pounds, he's got the arm, but he just doesn't run. You know, I'm a fan of yeah. Dwayne Haskins. I like this kid. Yeah, yeah, I like Haskins a lot too. Exactly. Yeah, you know he he doesn't run, and that's fine. You know, look, you know, you look at look, you look at you know most of the quarterbacks that that play. Some way, you know. Yeah, exactly. Not I mean, you, you don't because not to be racist here, not because he's black and he can't run. Because you know most <laughs> you know you know most black quarterbacks can run, like Lamar Jackson, right. Michael Vick. Not to be racist here. Yes. Right. No, 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 definitely. No, no race involved. It's just, it's just a matter of skill set. And, uh, and for Haskins, he's not, you know, he's not, he's not a, he's not a runner, um, but, but he's uh he's, he could, he could dissect you in the pocket. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of teams and a lot of coaches, they, they prefer that sometimes. And um, he could, that doesn't mean he's slow and he can't move. I think he's he still very run, mobile. He can run but, out uh, of the pocket and then throw the pass. Like he'll take the snap. And then when the defender gets him, he'll run out of the pocket and then throw. Right. Yeah. That's so I think, you know, if, He's a good decision maker of the football. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and I, I feel like Haskins uh, to Tom Brady, in a way, like they both play similar. You know, people compare yeah, and, him yeah. to Byron Leftwich on the Jaguars, but I think he's way better than Byron Leftwich. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't see the Leftwich comparisons. I don't see it. I mean, of course, of course, Brady is. I, I know, I, I know what you're saying for Brady in terms of like staying in the pocket and and and, and not not being fast, but being mobile enough to try to, to get the ball out in the pocket. So yeah, I agree. That's that's a good that's a good comp from a from a uh, from a skill point perspective. I, I like Haskins a lot, um, and I like I like Haskins and I, and I like uh, and I like Kyler. I think they're they're in some they're in some really good spots. You know, it's, this is a. Uh, this is, I think this is a make it or break it year for Jay Gruden to see what, see what he could do. You know, if he could really develop Haskins into a special quarterback year one, it might give him some more time with uh, being head of coach of the team. If not, then, uh, you know, they might pull the plug. They might pull the plug either way, but I think uh, developing Haskins is, is key for the Redskins going forward. Yeah, we'll talk about the NFC East next Friday, and we'll talk about the Redskins yes. for sure, and we'll talk about right. who's going to win the uh, NFC East. But we already talked about the AFC East, our division, and we talked about that the Patriots are going to be the winners. So we're going to do the L.A. teams today, and then on Monday we'll talk about the NFC West and the AFC West, the rest of the teams on there. All right, cool. So, cool. so to, be, to be honest with you, I expect Dwayne Haskins to start week one against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And, and you already know I like this kid. 
Even though you, you know my my uh, my dad is a Redskins fan, but I just like Dwayne Haskins. I think he's going to make this Redskins team a lot better. But are they going to be division winners? I'm not going to go on that limb yet. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, Cowboys, Eagles, they're they're the two guys. They're the two teams that that would be uh, in the running for that division. I think the Redskins are going to be a competitive football team, and they'll be even better than they were last year. But I think they're going to get rid of Alex Smith now that Dwayne Haskins is going to be their starting quarterback going forward. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for, I mean, through, through the first through, through the first ten games of the season, Redskins were ten and uh, Redskins were six and four. Uh, they were leading the division. They were looking good until Alex Smith went down. I, I love their defense. The defense is very physical. Adrian Peterson is coming back. Uh, Geis is Geis is coming off the ACL injury. I mean, he'll he'll come back. I'm pretty sure he has a lot Talk to prove. I like that. Sweat, man, he's gonna be the, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a, a breakout rookie for this Redskins team, and I could feel it yeah. because I I think he's gonna be a steal. He's going to be one of those steals in the draft this year. He's going to be that diamond in the rough kind of player that's going to get to the quarterback. This Redskins defense is going to be very competitive this year. Not number one defense. I don't think they'll be the number one defense in the NFL, but I could see this Redskins defense being very competitive this year. They're going to be excellent. They're going to be actually have some dogs. You look at, uh, you know, you know, take Atlanta Collins off the Giants and bring him on your squad is key. Uh, and then, you know, you got, you got Josh Norman. Um, you got Jonathan Allen on, on the D line. You got Ryan Kerrigan. So yeah, they got some dogs. You ask now. You ask what to that. Ask what to that um, that group. They're, they're going to be really physical. They're going to be really good. Okay, so uh, so now with that being said, um, so with that, so to re, so to be honest with you, I I, I think uh, we'll talk about more of the Redskins next Friday. So. Let's talk about the Chargers first out of the L.A. teams, and then we'll talk about the Los Angeles Rams. So for the Chargers first, so my question for you about the Los Angeles Chargers, we'll get to the question of the day in just a minute. So what was your draft grade on the Los Angeles Chargers? I give this Chargers team an A in this draft. They really did a good, a fantastic job with this draft class. And I think Jerry Tillery and Nasir Adderley, like I'm going to tell you right now, they are the breakout rookies this year on this Chargers team. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and um, yeah, those those are definitely really good, really good uh, pickups for those guys. Yeah, I give I give them the A minus. I give them an A minus, and um, they, they had a good draft. You know, you always want to get guys up front. That's always destructive. You can get to the quarterback, and you always want to have guys on the back end that that can make plays and then disrupt the passes. So uh, I think they got both of those guys, and they, they're really young. They're very productive, and um, you know, the Chargers' defense is, is already stacked, and I just think they're gonna they're gonna add to that. Yeah, they are gonna add to that for sure. So. So to talk about real quick, Chargers, I give them an A, a plus in the A in this draft. My favorite draft picks are Trey Pipkins, Nasir Adderley, and and Jerry Tillery. And they're both – all three of those guys are my breakout rookies on this Chargers team this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely Tillery and, and Adderley. I think they're going to have an instant Question impact. for you about the Chargers is when is the Phillip Rivers extension going to come? Do you think it's going to be another uh, two-year extension for, uh, for Phillip Rivers? Yeah, I don't see why not. You know, he, you know, it doesn't look like he's showing any signs no, of slowing down. No, it's not. I think uh, it's just... Philip Rivers at age thirty-seven. I think Philip Rivers yep. is still a a very good. He's an elite quarterback. Always in my eyes, is he's an elite quarterback. I've I've always viewed Philip Rivers as an elite quarterback in the NFL, but he's just not. He just doesn't get the credit that he deserves, which I feel bad for. I've always liked Philip Rivers. I've always been a fan of Philip Rivers. 
Yeah, I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of Philip as well. Definitely. Uh, yeah, you're right. You know, he doesn't kind of get that recognition like his uh, his other classmates and Big Ben and and, and Eli uh, from that 04 class. But uh, you know, it, and the reason being is that he doesn't have the hardware, and I think he's uh, you know he's striving towards that. I think this is the best team he's played with. Um, so uh, you know, it's on him now. You know, especially in a tough division. You know, Raiders Raiders got better. Uh, Chiefs Chiefs were the AFC Conference Championship game. We just talked about the Broncos. You know, obviously they're always going to be there. So. Uh, you know, this division is stacked, but I think, I think, uh, in my opinion, I think the Chargers have the best complete roster in the division. Yeah, they do. And we talked about, we talked about this in previous episodes that, that I picked the Los Angeles Chargers to win the division. And then the second place team will be the Chiefs, but they make the playoffs as a wild card team. But the Chargers this year are going to win the division. I think they're, t- they're ready to take that next step. After the Chargers started off 0 and 4 in 2017 and I think this Charger team is destined to get better each and every day each and every week it's not like for example as a Laker fan myself I hate the Clippers but the Chargers are kind of one of those teams that I like because they're one of those fun teams to watch especially with Rivers Keenan Allen Hunter Henry when he's 100% Melvin Gordon is definitely a dog out there so my one of my favorite players on that team too Man, they have a, they have so much talent. I, I was I was I was scared going into that divisional matchup, uh, you know, against the against New England because you know you look, you look at the rosters they have they have a great collection of guys, and uh, yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're gonna be good. They're gonna be good, and you know, for all, all the guys we talked about, you can throw Mike Williams in there as well. I think he's gonna. I think he's in my opinion, he's he's my breakout. Who Mike player. Williams? Um, yes, yes, I think he. You know, this third, this is year three now. And um, I think, you know, last year, yeah, he showed he showed some real good flashes, uh, had some key moments, especially in that playoff game as well. Uh, I think I think this year now he's a uh, second year being fully healthy. I think he's going to have a special season. Uh, my breakout players on the Chargers this year is Mike Williams and Joey Bosa. Oh, and then, oh, yeah, on defense, I got Derwin James. I love James. Derwin uh, James. That, that, that man is, he can hit. Yeah, he man, really that, is that, tough. I'll tell you, yeah. he's a tough kid, and I can't wait to yeah. see him and Nasir Adderley pair together in the back end of that defense. Yes. Yes, I was just about to say that. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be a problem. They're gonna, they're gonna cause be... a lot of teams problems. As got... long as they don't play our Patriots, then we're good. We can go for the Chargers. Yeah, if yeah. Play the Jets, okay. that's for sure. <laughs> that's that, that's gonna be a great game too, especially with the new Jets acquisitions. That's yeah, gonna be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So my favorite offseason move for the Chargers, I like the Tyrod Taylor move, but I'm more of the move that when we got Thomas Davis for the Chargers because yeah. I think. Oh. Thomas Davis is going to be this lead that leader on that defense, and I think he's going to be key to helping Denzel Perriman make and make him an elite defender too. Yeah, Thomas Davis was a great pickup, uh, you know, from from Carolina. You know, has had some special seasons at, uh, at um, with the Panthers. With the Panthers, obviously going to the Super Bowl with them. Yeah, like you said, he's going to bring that leadership, bring that toughness in the middle. Uh, you know, something that they something that was probably one of the only things that they were really lacking was that that backer. Um, and now, like you said, you know, him, him, him he could compliment and kind of mentor uh, Denzel Perryman. I, I think that, that was a big time picker for them. Of course, Tyrod, I mean, you know, you always want to have a backup, a viable backup, you know, just in case, you know, God forbid, Philip were to get hurt. But uh, yeah, in terms of guys that are going to that are going to be playing and have impact, Thomas Davis was huge. Absolutely. So we talked about breakout players on the Chargers, and you said you had Mike Williams on there. And did you say Melvin Ingram is your defensive breakout player? No, you said Derwin James. So I said Mike Williams and Joey Bosa. Because Joey Bosa was limited 
to five games last year. And I think this year, this is the year that I think that uh, Joey Bosa is going to be the uh, defensive player of the year for the Chargers. Yeah, he, he could win the award. He could win the award. And, I and mean, Nick, his brother Nick, will win the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, that would be pretty dope if he wins defensive player of the year, his brother wins defensive rookie of the year. That that would be special. That would be very special. I expect, uh, I expect both Bosa brothers to bring home some hardware this year. I see it too. I see it too. I see it too, man. Uh, the, 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 it's very. It's looking. It's looking very likely. So the dumbest offseason move for the Chargers was. I didn't get why they lost Tyrell Williams. I think they lost him is because I think the Chargers need to save that money to pay Philip Rivers and pay Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost a wide receiver, but you know, I like I like Allen. I like Williams. Uh, they still have they still have Benjamin, right? They still have Travis Benjamin. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, that, that they're still solid in terms of a three-wide receiver group. Uh, Hunter Henry coming back, so you know he's going to get a lot more touches. So I understand why they let him go, but yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And then for sure, you know, if, you, if you're going to let him go, it definitely has to be a reason for you know you definitely want to be able to pay those those key guys. So that's that's definitely more important. Than getting that, Adrian Phillips back had to time. be good too. For sure, for sure. But you know, they the the Chargers are good. The Chargers are good. Now I like their head coach Anthony Lynn. Um, he's, he's he's a really good head coach, underrated. Um, it's just just about you know stringing along successful seasons and 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 getting in the playoffs and playing 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 late into December and January. That's what it's all about for for the Chargers. Now. I think the Chargers will finally win a season opener for the first time in ages. I think they're they're going to go one and zero whoever they play. That's against the Colts. I think they're going to win that game. Yeah, they, they should get that W. They should get they, that W. They no haven't doubt. won a season opener in a long time, you know. And I feel like that this is Crazy. the year to do it, that they finally end that curse. Uh, I, I, it has to be. <laughs> it has to be, man. It has to be, man. They, they, they have to go. And it's, and it's at home. And it's at the stub hub. Yeah, I, I, see, them, I see them getting the W. Absolutely. So, so, with that, speaking of which, let's preview. Let's talk about what I'm looking forward to the Chargers 2019 schedule. We'll go over what we have here. So I look forward to when the Chargers play the Chiefs on Monday Night Football on November 18th at in on Mexico City, which the game will be on ESPN. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be good. That's going to be good. I like uh, I like Chargers and the Packers week nine. Um, Let's see what else we got. I, I like the Texans as well. I think that's going to be a really good game. Texas has some really some special players. Uh, of course, the Chief, those Chief, of course, Chief, Chief Charger games, they're always going to be good. And um, especially like we just talked about, they're, they're going to be, those teams are going to be top two in the division. So they're going to be battling for, for positioning. So those teams, those, those games will definitely always be competitive. I like, I, I like Rogers versus, I like Rogers versus Rivers in week nine. As like I said, I like them versus the Bears. I like both of those defenses going at it. Uh, they, they, have some, they have some fun matchups. And then let's talk about the Chargers' projected record this year. I think the Chargers this year are going to go 13-3, and three, and I think they will finish uh, third, third, in the, uh, AFC, third in the uh, AFC conference. Yep, I got them going 12-4, and four, and I got, them, I got them going number one in the, in the division, like I agree with you, like you said. Number and, one, you mean uh, in the AFC West? Yeah, number one in the division. Yeah, having having been number one in the division, and then um, and yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, they'll be they'll be they'll be top top three in the conference for sure. They're between New England and you know who else? Pittsburgh. Uh, 
Oh, you got Pittsburgh? Yeah, I'm not sure yet. I mean, I like I like Cleveland, man. I like Cleveland. I, I mean, think, I like. I think Pittsburgh will be the number two seed in the AFCs because I think they're going to be a lot better than they were last year. I think the Browns will make the playoffs, but I see them. I see Cleveland as the number six seed. Pittsburgh will go number two. Very, very possible. But very I won't possible. be shocked if Cleveland actually goes on a limb this year. Yo, they they're loaded. They're loaded. But I'm not. <laughs> sure. But I I think I think for I think I think my favorite to win the AFC North is the uh, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, you can't go. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Because they, I they think uh, James Conner, Juju, and Big Ben. That's going to be a good quarterback, running back, wide receiver combo this year. Yeah, Big Big Ben. It has to be the most fortunate quarterback. You go from you go from A B and Le'Veon to Juju and James Conner. I mean. That's a that's no no really I mean it's a, it's a drop off but I mean the, the upside for those 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 two guys are so high he's I mean he has to be probably one of the most blessed quarterbacks ever man the, the Steelers draft draft extremely well they've extracted extremely uh, really well so we're gonna be talking about them in the next coming weeks so with that being said now let's move on to the Los Angeles Rams so what was your draft grade on the Los Angeles Rams I think they did a good job in this draft and especially who I highlight out of their draft class was Daryl Henderson. I think him and Todd Gurley are going to be a good uh, running back combo together. Yeah, Daryl Henderson is obviously the key. Um, uh, obviously, you don't you don't want to have uh, Todd Gurley have so much of the workload throughout the season. I think uh, I think last year really was a true testament to that. The first half of the year, um, he was getting the ball a lot, had a lot of carries, winning, winning a lot of games. But I kind of kind of kind of try to kind of wind it down and start to get hurt towards the end. I think you want to have a guy back there that you know that can. Uh, another guy back there that could kind of do similar things and be just as productive if, if Gurley's not there. I think Derrick Henderson was a big-time pickup. Uh, he's younger, uh, least expensive. I think that's probably why they didn't keep C.J. Anderson. But, uh, yeah, I like Henderson. I think he's going to be very special for them, even though he's a, he's, even though he'll be the second back. I think they'll have a lot of impact. I think, Malcolm, I think, I think Malcolm, here's how I see the Rams using their running back tandem. I think Todd Gurley will be the number one back, of course. Then the power back will be Malcolm Brown, and the third down back will be Daryl Henderson. Sounds good to me. Sounds formidable to me. I mean, I feel like I mean, I feel like you guys you're gonna run the ball a lot. I mean, that's what you guys have been doing. I mean, as as golf continues to get um, become more experienced as a quarterback and get older, um, obviously you know when he gets in his you know mid to late twenties, he can start to be that guy where you can lean on more offensively. But for right now, I still want to run the ball, and uh, and and that you know that was one of the key reasons why you know uh, you know the Rams struggled in the Super Bowl was because they weren't able to be as physical as as we were accustomed to seeing them throughout the regular season. I give the Rams an A in this draft class. They did a good job. I'll tell you that. They drafted very well. And uh, my favorite offseason for the Ram offseason move for the Rams was when they signed Clay Matthews and Eric Weddle, and then they kept Dante Fowler Jr. But the dumbest offseason move for the Rams was losing LaMarcus Joyner and CJ Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, Weddle and, and Matthews are huge, huge, definitely. You know, you know, veteran guys, you know, both of those guys, you know, at, at a certain point were at the best of their position. So uh, now now you add them to, to, to a defense with Wade Phillips. And, you know, Wade Phillips is going to put those guys in the best positions. He's one of the greatest defensive minds, you know, we've seen in, in the league. So, uh, you know, th- those are great pickups. Very happy that they kept, kept Dante Fowler Jr. I think he's going to be, you know, you know now with – with a full year, a couple of years now, you know, when he first got, when he first came out of Florida, I thought he was going to be very special. So I think now playing with, playing alongside Eric Donald, he's not going to get the double team. He's going to get a lot of one-on-ones if he have a big time year. And um, yeah, I, lo- I love those pickups. 
uh, with with uh, with Edelman and Clay. I, I was a little I was a little shocked that Clay went to the Rams, but you know, obviously he's he's an LA kid, and I'm pretty sure he wants to you know just you know you know stay home and and of course the Rams just play in the Super Bowl, so I feel like it was a perfect fit. And Eric Weddle, I think, was also a good pickup too for the Rams. No question, no question. Um, you know, I have a guy back there in the back end, like you said, you lose Lamarcus Joyner, Lamarcus Joyner. So, uh, you know, now you have a leader, you have a leader back there. Um, you know, and I think that that, help, that helps. That's going to help them tremendously. All right. So now let's talk about uh, let's talk about my favorite draft picks of the Rams, and it's Daryl Henderson and Taylor Rapp. I think Taylor Rapp's going to be a, a stud, and Daryl and Daryl Henderson's going to be a very fast running back, a good compliment to Todd Gurley. And yes. I think, uh, and I think my breakout rookies this year on the Rams is Daryl Henderson and uh, Taylor Rapp. And my uh, breakout stars on the Rams this year, I think, will be uh, Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, and Gerald Everett on the offensive side of the ball. And on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going with John Johnson. On defense, I'm going to go with Dante Fowler Jr. I think he's going to have a really good year. Uh, this, you know, his first full season with, with the Rams now. I think he's going to play well. Uh, and then on offense, uh, I mean, I, I mean, hopefully, well, I, I think Coop, I think Cooper Cup. I think he comes back and, and uh, has has a really special season. You know, they you know they started to wind down a little bit when when he got hurt, and uh, you know you you know you can see him and golf. They have a they have a great connection. So uh, I think he's going to put up some big numbers again. Uh, you know, before he before he had, before he got hurt, I, think I have I have Cup and and uh, and uh, Dante Fowler Jr. As, as my breakout stars for Los Angeles. All right, so let's now uh, go over the Rams' schedule. I'm going to tell you which games we should look forward to seeing. So, look, highlight the Week Two game against the New Orleans Saints on September 15th, which would which will be a rematch of last year's epic and controversial NFC title game. And I think don't expect booze when the Saints come out of the tunnel. I the game's at the Coliseum, so. There's going to be a lot of Rams fans that will be cheering, getting loud. But if the game is at the Dome, then I think the Rams fans – I think there's going to be a lot of boos for the, when the Rams come out of the tunnel. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. if, the game is, oh, yeah. if, if the game is being played again at the uh, – g- game being played at the uh, – what should I call this? It's at, at, the, at, it's at the Right. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's in the Coliseum. If anything, the, the – uh, the Ram fans are probably, you know, cheer the refs, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I think you know that's that's definitely something you want to hi- highlight. You know, you look, then you look at the Week Three matchup against the Browns. I, I feel like that could be a shootout out the gate. Uh, I like that matchup a lot, especially with you know the expectations. I like I like the Seahawks matchup, 49ers, Golf versus Garoppolo. Woo, that's gonna be good. Uh, Falcons gonna be good. You know, Falcons have some some really good players on the, their offense on their offense as well uh, so I, I mean they, they have some they have some Steelers in week 10 we just talked about you know you just said you got the Steelers being the top team in the AFC or one of the top teams in the AFC so I think that's going to be a shootout so they, they're going to they're gonna be in some really good games uh, then you got Kyler Murray week 13 uh, man uh, they have they have they have a really nice schedule man I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get I want to get a I want to get I want to get Sunday ticket this year man I want to try to watch all these games oh you you mean do you watch the Patriots games too? Oh yeah, yeah, I watch the Patriot games, but I mean, I'm just trying to. I want to get. I want to see all the games. I want to see all, every team, all the teams, and um, I'm, I'm going to see if I could uh, try to. You are though, right? Um, no, no, I, I'm in New York, so you know, I don't, I don't get to see it locally. So I just, I just stream it. 
but um, I'm, I'm a probably just gonna I'm probably just gonna have to. Uh, I, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm gonna get Sunday tickets, so I don't even have to worry about streaming it. I just I could just watch it from there and watch it anytime and uh, at the best quality. But uh, yeah, I think I think I think honestly, I feel like the NFL. This is you know this is probably one of the best times for the league. You know, um, there's a lot of offensive players. You know, it's a passing league. You know, it's a lot of really it's a, a lot of really good quarterbacks as well. You know, good good to good to great quarterbacks. And, and some also good to and some good to great teams. You know, it's not really as, you know, there's you know there's some bad teams in the NFL, but you know there aren't. It's not it's not that bad. So um, I, I, I I think the league is, is headed to a great headed to the right right direction. I'm very excited. Yeah, they are headed into the right direction. That's for sure. Here. So with that being said, now ladies and gentlemen, so let's talk about the Rams' projected record this year, and I expect them to win the mm-hmm. NFC West. And they finished with a thirteen and three record this year. I got them. Man, I got. I got them. I got them going ten and six. Uh, I just feel like I feel like the division is. Uh, you got Garoppolo coming back. I, I like. I like the card. People are sleeping on. People are sleeping on the Cardinals, man. I think the Cardinals are going to be good. I think they're good. I'm not 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 good to the point of winning a lot of games, but I think they're going to really be competitive. They, they could potentially win one. They could potentially beat. Uh, possibly beat uh, beat the Rams in a game. You know things things happen. The Seahawks, you can't always you know never count out Russell Wilson. And now they got now they got a you know, a beast of DK Metcalf. Interesting to see how that plays out. We'll talk about that later as well. Um, but I mean in the future as well. But yeah, I think I got I got them going ten to six. I think the division has got a lot better. And then you got Garoppolo coming back, and uh, you know obviously has something to prove. And you know those matchups have always been great. Kyle Shanahan versus Sean McVay. That's that's going to be extremely fun for uh, for two games throughout the season. So I, I think I think they I think they take a step back a little bit, but I still think they're they're still going to be a top of the division. They're going to win the division, that's for sure. But I say I say thirteen and three because I think Seattle will go twelve and four and make the playoffs. Still, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really thought about a um a, a record prediction for the Seahawks, but yeah, they could definitely still still be right there. But you there. think but you Metcalf could. But you, Ooh. but you think you think the Rams will will still win the NFC West though? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, they still they still have some, you know, their their best players are out, out the division. They still have some of the best players. So um, I think uh, I think they're still going to be, and, and I think they have a lot to prove last year. I think they left a lot on the table in that Super Bowl. I think they're not satisfied with only scoring three points, and I think they're going to play motivated. And and I think golf has a lot to prove as well. I think he learned a lot from that experience. Um, and, and I think, I think they come out, I think, like I can say, even though I don't have them winning the same amount of games, I still think that their attitude is definitely going to be a lot different. I still think that they'll, they'll come out and be top of the division. Oh, absolutely. So that being said, um, now we'll talk about final thoughts today for, for the NBA. I can't wait for our NBA draft mock draft show. And then for the NFL, well, we can't wait to talk about what's in store Tuesday for the, let's, we'll talk about on Tuesday, the rest of the uh, NFC West and the AFC West. Yeah, final, yeah, final NFL thoughts. Looking for, exactly, looking forward to those talks with you, bro. And uh, training camp coming soon. And the NBA season. I mean, NBA season not done. You got the draft. You got the off season. The summer league. It's just, you know, I feel like it's it's, it's just getting started. It's just getting started. And uh, you know, I, I feel like uh, I'll, I'll just say this real fast. I think Anthony Davis gets traded before draft night. Yeah, absolutely. So with that be with that being said, everybody, uh, that's gonna end the show. So you have a you have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Talk to you on Tuesday, man. Hit me up, hit me up, guys, on Guard Up Pod. Appreciate you guys, man. And at the Lorenzo Sports Pod Sports Talk Podcast page on Facebook, man. Hit us yeah, up. Yeah, hit man. us up.
Talk to you. Follow us. Bye. <laughs> Talk to you later, bro. Bye.